On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Philip Ashley Ricks from Philip Ashley Chocolates again. The first conversation was so good. I'm like, we got to do this again. Uh, Really had such a good conversation all around uh, some really interesting ways that they are uh, generating uh, revenue and a lot of it with some corporate sponsorships, uh, some uh, corporate uh, sort of integrations with other companies. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but... I started to get a ton of different ideas for our companies, ways that we can work with companies like this during the conversation. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I have, for the second time on the podcast, Philip Ashley Ricks, all the way from, where are you from again, Philip? Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Memphis Tennessee. I, I had that in my mind and I was like, eh, I don't want to say that just in case that's yeah, not no. the case. This is where we are. This is where we are. Awesome. So for people who didn't listen to the first episode, and guys, I highly recommend that you guys go back and listen uh, to that episode. For people who who have never heard anything about you, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So Philip Ashley Ricks, as you said, I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. I I go by the real life Willy Wonka or just chocolatier. Um, And like I said, we, you know, I'm a designer chocolatier. We make luxury chocolates. And, And really what that means is, you know, we we get more into the daring flavor profiles, and uh, you know, I spend a lot of time just becoming this encyclopedia of flavor. And it's like, well, I want to put blue cheese in chocolate. We want to create barbecue chocolates. You know, how do we make a brand <laughs> barbecue t- chocolates? Right, right. How Come we- on, <laughs> exactly. You know, so and you know, being from Memphis, I had to do that. Uh, yeah. You know, just running the full gambit. And so, you know, how do we make a brand taste like a certain flavor of chocolate? So mm. I do a lot of custom work for brands, for high profile individuals. Uh, we ship all over the world. And so, yeah, we just have fun making great chocolate. That's great. On, on the first episode, you know, we talked a lot about how in the world a chocolate company um, could also be a direct consumer brand, right? And sure. and all of the sort of hoops that you jump through um, for that. We're recording this in late 2022. And I think this will probably be coming out fairly soon, actually, after we, we record, which is, which is great. Yeah. Um, we're kind of in that situation now where we're trying to keep things a little tighter sure. um, so that it's we have some relevant uh, you know, conversations. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know 2022, how how yeah. was it? It's been a you know been a big, strange year for a lot of people. How has it been for you guys? Yeah, it, uh, it was. Uh, it, it was a really good year all in all. You know, 
we signed a deal to be the exclusive chocolatier for Cadillac. So that was probably our what? biggest win for, yeah. So that's our biggest win. So, you know, we're now designing chocolates for, you know, the Lyric. We did chocolates for the Celestic, which are their, which is their high-end EV. And then... Phil, Phil, let's go back because this is super interesting to me. I love uh, hearing about brand partnerships like this. Uh, can you just walk me through like the A to, to yeah. for Americans out there, Z? Um, the the A to Z of like how in the world did you get that partnership? Why why chocolate for them? All of that, like I, I think that's super compelling for for people who have Unreal products and are thinking, how sure. else can I get them out there? Because that yeah. is. That, that to me is incredibly interesting. Talk to me about that Cadillac partnership. Yeah, so that my focus, you know, with what we do in chocolate was never to just say, okay, here, we're making bonbons and truffles and, you know, we'll sell them at uh, farmer's markets or pop-ups and whatever. But you really, you know, the different sales channels that we're in are to, to be accessible. But at the core of what we do is I said, you know, our chocolates are really more of a communications tool and, and something that mm. companies can t- attach to as as a marketing asset, as a way to show appreciation and thank you to their internal, external customers, partners and media and so on. And so with Cadillac, 2021, June 2021, they bought a number of boxes for an activation they were doing and they sent them, they had to send them out to some, the, some, some of their celebrity ambassadors. And it just turned out that those folks that received them, uh, folks like Melinda Williams, who's been on Soul Food and a, a number of things, you know, she did this whole long post on so, on Instagram and a few other places and unsolicited, you know, uh, so it wasn't part of her agreement with Cadillac, but she loved the chocolate so much. So Cadillac was like, huh, you know, um, maybe we should send some more. And so I looked at that as an opportunity uh, and, and I'll go back even more on my kind of board my goals my visions having a luxury automaker as a as a client was on top of my list you know in terms of a a major client and so when they came back to me i said well what if i were to what if we were to do an exclusive deal and set up uh you know create chocolates just for you as an automaker and design for vehicles and so on and so they were like oh the, the exclusivity piece really struck a chord with them. Uh, cool, so cool. Sales mode, basically. And, yeah. and so I just pitched them on what that would look like working with uh, Philip Ashley Chocolates and how we could go about it. And I said, well, what does your brand taste like? So I learned. <laughs> what, Kate, what does a Cadillac taste like? And, and that's the cool thing. So, you know, uh, luxury, being iconic. Um, bold, you know, they all of those catchphrases that they use. I said, okay, we can definitely look at it. You know, you're 120 years old now. Um, the luxury, so we we ended up signing that deal uh, about a year later, June of this year. Uh, so this, so- sorry, Philip. You, you know, yeah. you you know me. I'm I'm annoying. I jump in no, uh, every every time here. Um, I'm, I'm not a good. Uh, the greatest conversation, uh, you know, person, because I'm just like, come on. No, no, no. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, no, so, so, uh, it drives my wife crazy. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, but I want to, I want to go back to that. So you started and then you signed a contract a year later. Yes. Yes. So, that is normal. Everyone that is, that is normal. You work with Cadillac. That is normal. I just want everyone to have that expectation that like, you're not going to call up, you know, whoever it is, Tesla, 
and get a contract tomorrow with right, them. Right, right. Going through that process of one, just having the conversations and there are different layers of teams because, you know, we were looking at doing this as a national, as a large scale thing, not just, oh, we're going to work with this dealership locally or we're going to do this one activation. It was like, well, we want to do an, an enterprise wide um, contractor deal. And so we're, we're going to develop chocolates for the different vehicles as they release. We're going to do wherever you show up as Cadillac, you're bringing Philip Ashley chocolates with you. Um, and so, so do they have them at like at the, at the dealerships then? So too? that's, that's next phase. So, that oh, okay. Start, yeah. So we're working on that part now, but the main thing we were doing this past year was any national scale events that they were uh, attending, any major sponsorships that they would do uh, any kind of, uh, all the vehicle releases. So again, Celestic, which is their uh, luxury, uh, ultra premium luxury EV, the Lyric. Uh, and then as new vehicles come out in 23 and 24, we'll be designing for that. So as you said, it was a long sales cycle because you're getting legal approval. GM has to sign oh. off. We have to be set up as a vendor, which that's not such an easy process. because They don't make it easy, do they? They don't. But that's because they want to make sure, okay, Whoever we work with, Cadillac, um, whoever they're working with, that you know we're we're on point with everything. And so now, it's moved into okay, we're setting up for twenty twenty three. So there, that we'll probably five or close to ten x the size of the deal last year to this year. Wow! Um, wow! And so yeah, it, it's growing quite a bit. And you know where we'll even be in their retail, so their internal retail. So if you you know, Jordan, go and buy an Escalade or something and you you get to go access the Cadillac retail store and buy, you know, Cadillac branded apparel, Cadillac this, yeah. Cadillac that. Now the chocolates will they'll they'll have Cadillac branded chocolates on that website for all of their customers to buy directly. So I, I I've got to I'm going to just do one of those jump yeah. ins here again, Philip. So I was recently on a, a Disney cruise yeah. and on that cruise, there's the Cadillac lounge. Yes. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have them in there. Well, that's that's one of the things we're working on. So all the very, you know, the U.S. Open, they're now the official vehicle for the U.S. Open. So we'll be at the U.S. Open next year. Uh, you know, there are a number of places where they show up again, is and, and they've been an amazing partner and collaborator. Uh, and, and, you know, we even um, Mary Barr, the, the chairman and CEO of GM, had yeah. the chocolates at the Celestic release and then sent her C or her uh, security back in to get another box before she left. So, um, you know, so wow. I mean, that's that must have felt incredible, right? I mean, what, building this little business back in 2012 and then yeah. now being yeah. with Cadillac, absolutely. And so that's blossoming, and and, and now. Um, just like that, we just uh, even today we just signed another hotel. We're doing turndowns for uh, luxury properties. So we're we're the Montage Palmetto Bluff in South Carolina, which is near Hilton Head. Uh, we just signed a, another casino in the area here, and we've got a few more slated where we're doing the daily turndowns. And so we'll be shipping in bulk, designing flavors specific to the region. Uh, so it's mm. a so, yeah, it's it's a really cool, you know, we're really moving into that custom corporate or the next phase of that, if you will, where we yeah. do a lot of touch and go gifting. Now we're doing these things where we're signing up customers on these annual um, partnerships and opportunities. 
So I can imagine that at first, when you guys first started doing these, that it was like, oh yeah, whatever deal we can get, we'll just, yeah, we'll do it. Have you now developed a bit more of like a principle of like, uh, and, and rules around like, hey, this works with the Philip Ashley brand sure. versus versus this. Yeah, we, do, we, we you know, um, as we began to understand and, and realize more of who we are as an identity and as a brand and within ourselves and, you know, who we work best with, how we work best, um, we definitely have a matrix now and a, and a process about, okay, well, these are the companies, A, that we were wanting to go after. This is what it looks like for us to work with, whether it's a medical vertical, hotel vertical, you know, whatever the uh, industry. Uh, And then this is our purchasing process. If it's ad hoc or if it's, you know, um, which a lot of times we get in through an initial, hey, we want to, we saw this article, we, we saw you on social media, and then we use that initial opportunity to say, follow up and say, hey, we would love to continue this relationship and, and handle your gifting, handle any other opportunities that you have throughout the year. Mm, that's super interesting. Uh, going along the lines of you being the real life Willy Wonka, how many Oompa Loompas do you have working for you right now? I know, right? Uh, so right now, actually, we just had another one start yesterday, uh, and we're, we're in the process of hiring at least somewhere between five and seven more. So right now we're at 14. Uh, we'll awesome. be by the end of the year um, around 20, give or take. Uh, but this time next year, we plan to double that. So, Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, man, it's so good to see the growth that you've had. Yeah. That is yeah. incredible. So we, we got we got stuck there in a, in a very good way on, on this sort of corporate yeah. program. What else has been working in 2022 for you? Yeah. Um, you know, we, I spent a lot of this year just really um, evaluating processes, really developing how we go about production, how we go about purchasing, lowering our expenses. Really, my focus is it's especially going into planning this year and in, in, in preparation for 23, really focusing on driving every dollar to EBITDA as we can and, you know, and to mm. increase that multiple as, as we look at you know, okay, what does the next two years, five years look like? Um, so from a from a preparation and just a mindset, uh, ultimately, how do we kind of uh, codify everything that we do and, and really kind of solidify the culture and environment that we have here? Because it's like, okay, we're luxury chocolate. The presentation has to be at a certain level, the, the enthusiasm and the um, the morale within all of our people have to be at a certain level because this is what we're doing and how. Uh, But again, with that, we've been looking at new facilities. Uh, We've narrowed it down to two places. We're working on, you know, moving it. We're in like 2,000 square feet now. Um, The buildings that we're looking at are 20,000 and like 43,000 respectively square feet. So (laughs) those are a little bigger, a lot bigger. So, um, you know, and we look at, you know, we've used every square inch of this space as possible and daily. Now we have those issues of growth, you know, in terms mm. of, you know, the volume, the space really can't handle the volume anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. And so environmental things that come along with having to be able to produce chocolate are things, you know, where, oh, the HVAC, we need two seven ton units now versus one and, you know, oh. all these kind of things. So, um that's really what been 2020 summer was was a bit slow. It was just one of those interesting things where 
you know, every, it was kind of a weird summer, as you mentioned, or just a year, but the summer. I think retail, retail in general during the summer was just off. There was something with Ukraine and oil prices and all this stuff that was just like, you're not alone. We had some extreme heat waves, which doesn't, doesn't bode well, even for us that we ship really well in the summer. But, you know, obviously it, it gave people pause, but you said between Ukraine, oil prices and the heat, it was just a real weird summer. Uh, and so it gave us time. It gave me time to really kind of reflect and look at, OK, well, how do we continue to prepare and who who's still operating in spite of? And, and again, you know, yeah. customers like Cadillac and things, they're still doing the things that they need to do. And so that's why I was like, OK, we need to double down on that. So and, and the customers who buy Cadillacs. Uh, still have money you know like those those it's it's interesting to get like you know where you position yourself in the market even with pricing and luxury Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff just remember guys in any recession rich people will always have money right right Right. it's it's not it's not the rich that are going to be not not spending their money it's the middle class that are you know are the the ones that are squeezed so thinking about that for your product lines is really really important to know that they're that luxury aspect of things is is uh, is super important. Um, Philip, I got to ask you the question I I asked you last time. I ask every single time on this podcast, what is your secret to scaling? My, my secret to scaling is, is I try to be very, uh, intuitive and observant to what, what's happening to us. And so I spend a lot of time paying attention to the data and, and using that to make decisions, whether it's what do our sales look like? What are the trends looking like? What's the market? What's happening to the our vendors even? And so it's yeah. taking in so much information at all times. But I'll tell you, one of the biggest things is listening to my customers. You know, who are mm. they? Where are they? What do they want? Um, and where do we best fit? You know, we could make, you know, 100,000 you know, $1 chocolates, or we could make $10,000 chocolates. And so, um, you know, it's kind of figuring out, okay, what best fits our model? Uh, mm-hmm. And then how do we go and, and find a million customers that will spend $150 per transaction, or 2000 companies that will spend a minimum of 25,000 a year. And so it's really being hyper- diligent in terms of and focused and distilling down to a very specific uh, number and goal and then scaling based on that. Uh, yeah. and, it's, and, and, and so when I became more focused on who we go after, that business started coming a little bit easier. Like I said, it, mm. it takes a little longer to get a Cadillac than it would be to get some a business down the street that's just doing a few things here and there. Um, but you know, once you get that going, there's so much around that. So each of the companies we bring on now start at a certain point, but have, you know, at least three, four years worth of runway before they even kind of hit their max potential or even Mm -hmm. that, you know, and so it gives us a lot of room and they're companies that are less likely to go in another direction once you're already in because- the amount of time it takes to acquire and to set up. So yeah. 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 And, and those kind of companies don't make decisions quickly either. Right. That's, that's the blessing and the curse of being with them is once they've chosen you, it's going to take them a while to make another decision. So, you know, you've got a lot of runway with, with them in particular. And what's unique for us is that 
most of the companies we deal with have never done what they're doing with us with anyone else. Like a Cadillac didn't wake up one day and say, you know what? We need an executive chocolatier. So that wasn't their expectation. That wasn't in their business plan. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah. 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 But when the opportunity came and I presented it and they looked at it and evaluated it and said, you know what? This actually makes sense. We love the product, you know, everyone that we, and so I found ways to make a product that's very good, that's excellent, and then figure out how can I leverage it and put it into different uh, areas of opportunity within companies to create sales revenue beyond yeah. just the kind of expected, you know, oh, chocolate lover coming in or the business just wanting to send clients things, but how do we make it an actual tool that companies use? And so we're talking to, you know, roughly a dozen other companies now about similar kind of activations, different cool. industries, not in automaking, automaking, but um, other areas. So especially the hospitality, that's so wide open, doing turndowns and things like that. That's a big one for us. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Philip, I got three more questions for you. I sure. hope you're ready. Yeah. All right. First question for you, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Favorite tool or app? Uh, I love Slack. Um, that That helps. Uh, communicate with a lot of different uh, people. And then my iPhone is probably my most used tool of anything because I can do all the apps. I can, you know, I'm checking my fantasy football at times, my email. I use it more than any device that I have. So uh, even watching, I just finished watching Dead to Me on Netflix and and transition to Wednesday. But other than that, uh, those are probably two tools that I use um, quite a bit. Yes. I can't imagine life without smartphones. Like I can't, sorry, I can't imagine life, but I can't imagine running businesses. Like, you know, for, for us, I've got sort of seven different big things going on at all times. And it's, and it's very manageable, very manageable, but there's no possible, I would have had to have like seven assistants back in the day. Exactly. And now it's all just kind of taken care of with tech. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, Beautiful like world we live in. Email account. Yeah, absolutely. Everything tech in general um, as a tool overall has, has been a beautiful thing for me in terms of allowing. And, and I always think of like, how can I, you know, make what we do as technologically uh, proficient as possible? You know, how do we digitize chocolate, if you will? So, yeah, 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 ab- absolutely. That's great. Second question for you. Favorite podcast or audiobook you're listening to right now? Well, I love your podcast, so that's definitely. Um, oh, you I, do! Oh, yeah, that's yeah. just too kind. Um, the Breakfast <laughs> Club is another one that I listen to a lot too. Uh, um, some of the they're actually really good, but also very entertaining. Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp is a, is one that I I listen to quite frequently. Frequently, but Earn Your Leisure is one that I listen to uh-huh. on a regular basis. And then Webby does a podcast also, but I actually do listen to yours. I like um, so. Um, there are a number, I'm a podcast listener, so I have a number of, you <laughs> yeah, know, you, I, say, you sound like a bit of a junkie there, Phil. Yeah, like yeah. It's, well, when you spend a lot of time, you know, especially if I'm driving to Nashville, you know, I, I have, you know, in that salesman mode, you know, there's, there's that windshield time. And so, oh, yeah. things, you know, whether I'm on, you know, some streaming service, listening to music or, the number of podcasts. So I'm just, you know, whether it's sports or finance or marketing or business, one of the books that we've been listening to is Profit First. 
Um, and then, you know, there's a bunch Great of different books. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, I'm kind of all over the place, but kind of in a, in the same vein, Midnight Miracle, love Dave Chappelle. And, you know, for those, for, and, and, um, Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli, that's another one for you. So, yeah. Well, guys, just remember all of the things that we talked about here, we attempt to put in the show notes. I was going to say we put them all in, but Philip, is, he's named so many. I don't know if we're going to be able to handle all those yeah. all those links. Pick, pick one, and yeah, no, there's so many. I'm, I'll, I'll simply say that I, I, and I'm always open to new ones, so that's the thing. Um, Love it. Well, yeah. and, and I appreciate the fact that, that you listen as well. I know that there are, uh, I think we're close to tens of thousands of listeners now, and uh it always, I forget when we're having a conversation like this, like, oh yeah, a lot of people are listening to this. So thank you guys. Uh, I, I honestly appreciate it so much. Um, just knowing that this actually matters to you. So Philip, last question for you. Sure. Uh, you just found out you have a year to live. What changes? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, I probably have, I have a different, I may have a different answer for you than most. Uh, not much because I, I one something I've started to do years ago, and especially when the pandemic hit, I, I definitely take each day, um, you know, with grace and gratitude, and and I, and I'm always telling my family, life is short, you know, tell the people you love, you love them, you know, mm-hmm. live life to the fullest, that kind of thing, um, you know. I probably would. One of the main things was I'd, I'd probably get over to Europe again real quick and do that uh, full European tour that I've been wanting to do at some point and and hang out in Ghana a little more. But cool, well, I tell you, I, uh, I, why 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 Ghana? Uh, cocoa Central, you know that's, ah. that's our cocoa beans, and so working to just spend more time there with some of the things we're doing from a scaling standpoint, we're moving into that bean the bar side of things. So we are able to um, manage our supply chain from start to finish. And cool. so that, that's kind of the next phase, but yeah, you know, I tell you, you know, I, I, I love living life and, you know, I love what I do and, you know, there's not really much that I would change, you know, I might, you know, save a few people along the way, but I even try to give as much as I can. So, yeah. This is a great conversation, yeah. Philip. Thanks again for coming back on. I was so happy when I saw this uh, jump up in my calendar. I'm like, yeah. oh, we get to talk again? This yeah. is great. Yeah. I, I remembered great. our first conversation. All the, I always tell people, I'm like, I met the real life Willy Wonka. So <laughs> there's that. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate you, Jordan. It's it's always a pleasure and, uh, and I uh, definitely appreciate your audience. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Where can people connect with you? What's what's the best place? Yeah, philipashleychocolates.com. That's two L's, but uh, you can find me on social media, particularly Instagram and such, at philipashley. So two L's in Philip, A-S-H-L-E-Y. Um, you know, going into 23, you'll see me doing more things about recipes and uh, just kind cool. of sharing. So working on this cookbook. So, yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah. nice. Well, looking looking uh, forward to that, and maybe we'll have to have Absolutely. you on in another year or so. Absolutely. It'll be this... about a year from now, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for your time today. Thank you. Cheers. Hey, guys. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So, 
If you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.